Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, Stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, the podcast where we are helping you make Scripture memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. I'm Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about something we've never really spent some dedicated time talking about, and that is uh, Scripture Memorization geared towards young men, especially teenage boys. And joining us today is a longtime friend of the ministry, Heather Hopped. Heather, we're so happy to have you with us. I am thrilled to be here today. And Heather, I know this is really uh, an area that you're passionate about, helping young people, especially teenage boys, memorize Scripture. And so we're looking forward to learning from you some of what you have deployed in your effort to get some of your teenage boys to memorize. But As we get ready to shift gears into that conversation, Randy, could you begin our time, as usual, with a a passage of the day? Absolutely, Dakota. Our passage of the day uh, is 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Now, just to set this kind of in context, we know that Timothy was the protege of the Apostle Paul. Uh, The Apostle Paul met him on one of his missionary journeys, saw that he had great promise, and so took him under his wing when he was a young man discipled him and saw him grow into maturity in gospel ministry. So in 1 Timothy 4, which is one of the pastoral epistles, he's instructing Timothy, who is now a pastor, how he should conduct himself in pastoral ministry. And from what we can infer from this verse, as we're going to see in a moment, Timothy was still a relatively young man. And so Paul is going to exhort, encourage him in the Lord to not let anyone undercut him because of his age, but appreciate him and give him the respect that he deserves. God's word says this, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Dakota, I think this passage, it deeply pertains to the topic that we're discussing because this letter would have been read to the church, not just uh, to Timothy. And Paul is addressing Timothy and the church and saying, now, church, don't despise this person because of his age. And I think that's an exhortation for the church at large today. We should not despise uh, a certain segment of the church because of their age. We should give attention, love, respect, and discipleship to the younger members of the congregation. That's such a good word, Randy. And it's somewhat encouraging, I think, to look at this passage and be reminded that, you know, even 2,000 years ago, young people had unique battles that came to them because of their youth. And, and we see just a glimpse of what Timothy's battle was. And um, I'm just so excited about this conversation because I know that scripture memory played such a key role in my life as as a teenager. And yet I think for so many teenage young men, Scripture memory is perhaps the furthest thing from their minds, and it's something that they struggle to to make progress in. And so, Heather, we're going to let you share a little bit about what you've learned in that regard, but why don't you start by just 
uh, introducing yourself to our listeners and, and tell us who you are and maybe a little glimpse of why Scripture memory is important to you. Yes. Well, I'm so glad to be here, and I am passionate about this because God gave me three boys in three and a half years. And so I have boys that are now 19, 17, 15 and years old, and so we're in the thick of the teenage years. And it's just, they are, um, I don't even know how to how to put it in a few words. They are just a whole bunch of passion and energy all put together um, in one package. And so learning, especially for me as a mom, and I grew up with all sisters, <laughs> learning how to get inside the um, their minds and to figure out how, what made them tick and how could I play on their strengths to help propel them forward um, was a big passion of mine. And it was sort of funny as I, I'm a research person. So I did a lot of research growing up uh, when they were when they were little and I would go to my husband like, did you know this? And he would just roll his eyes and look at me and go, yeah, like that's how we think. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't. <laughs> and so just even setting time aside to go, okay, what makes them tick? And then how can we motivate them and, and play on that as we raise them up? And then in addition to the three boys, we also have two girls. So I have a 12-year-old daughter and then a three-year-old at home as well. Heather, I'm curious. I know with some of the parents that, that I've talked to at home homeschool conventions and other places, scripture memory was something that they embraced when the children came, you know, as part of their their research and then their understanding of what they needed to do as a parent, being a godly leader. Is that the case with you or were you memorizing scripture uh, BC before children? <laughs> well, I was memorizing scripture BC, but it was actually, it started as a habit when I was a child. And so my parents were intentional to get us memorizing scripture. Um, so they came to know Christ in the seventies and, and that was something that they were very passionate about is they wanted us to be grounded in the word. And so they, they found a program where we did Bible memory and, um, and I have loved that. And I actually, as a girl, I memorized in the King James version. And there are so many times when I will be going through a trial or I'm just going to, I'm confused. And I start going to the Lord in prayer going, what do I do about this? And the Lord brings those scriptures back to mind. And I will find myself reciting in the King James version, which means I'm reciting verses that I had memorized as, as a girl. And that has been such a comfort and um, and really propelling me forward towards maintaining that. And I've had ebbs and flows in my uh, memorizing journey as an adult. And so there's times where I'm just not doing much of it. And there's times where I'm really leaning in. Um, I think the times I've been most successful is when I have accountability with someone else. And, uh, and we will set about to memorize a passage of scripture or something like that. Or oftentimes, just even in my own private reading, You'll, you'll find that nugget and you'll just sit mm -hmm. and chew on it and chew on it. And you find that you're, you're saying it over again so much that, that it's memorized. And so, so yeah, so that was my journey, uh, with Bible memory. And then with my kids, I wanted them to have that. We wanted them to have that foundation as well. And so we had joined a Bible memory group in our area and, and it went well. And then we sort of stepped away because they were moving away from Bible memory and more towards, discipleship, which I don't have a problem with, but I really wanted accountability on the Bible memory. And I found that 
our family struggled if we didn't have external accountability outside of just ourselves, which to a certain extent, I feel like might be a weakness of ours. On the other hand, it's opened up beautiful opportunities that we're going to be talking about today as we have sought to create community for this pursuit. That's so exciting to hear. And I I think, too, uh, just reflecting on my teenage years, it's a challenging time for young men. Uh, It's a time where you start to, you know, just wrestle with the the big questions of life. You know, why am I here? What What is my purpose? What is my career going to be? What is my college path going to be? And you're trying to figure all of this out. And for the first time, time starts to feel very precious because you actually do begin to experience a certain level of busyness. Uh, I heard someone say once that adulthood is basically just telling yourself all the time, yeah, but next week things will slow down a bit. (laughs) And it never really happens. Um, And so if we just wait until we have bandwidth to memorize scripture, you know, it's never going to happen. But I'm just curious, what would you say have represented the biggest hurdles for teenage boys memorizing scripture? Is it that they're not really having a lot of time to memorize? Is it that none of their friends are memorizing? I mean, what are the obstacles that you think most teenage boys are facing in that regard? Well, I I mean, I'm going to back out a little bit to just some of the struggles they have, especially on the spiritual front in general. And, And that is that a lot of times Sunday school is taught primarily by moms um, and we bring in, we, how men and women tend to, in general, approach the Lord is a little different. And so, um, when we focus with our boys on like, well, what are you feeling? And do you feel the closeness of the Lord and the comfort of the Lord? Like, not that our boys don't need the comfort of God, but they need to know that he is he is big and almighty. And so I think the attributes of the Lord that our boys are drawn to can be different than the ones that we as mothers or as sisters are drawn to. And so even just sort of tapping into that, and like you alluded to that, Dakota, with just even wrestling through like, who are you? Who is God? Um, our boys are asking big questions. They may not even know how to verbalize that, but they're asking big questions like, is this God? <laughs> that I've been hearing about, is he powerful? Is he the big man in the room that no one can take? And and that was how it was explained to me at one point is, is God to a boy is, is the man in the room that no one can take, but it's that man that's completely on your side. And man, I'm using human language, but our boys need to know that he's all powerful, that he's almighty, that he's sovereign, that he has a plan And then that he is inviting us into that adventure of pushing back darkness. And so tapping into that, um, that side of it is, hey, we need to be prepared and equipped for the spiritual battles that we're going to face. And you are not contending just for yourself and your own soul, but you are called to contend for the souls of others. And we are surrounded by people that are in darkness. Um, But if we don't know how to fight, um, then, then we can't engage. And how do we fight? But with the word of God. And so we need to be grounded. And so I think going back to that, um, has been pivotal because it gives them a reason. Um, and so yes, we memorize scripture because it's comforting, but we also 
memorize scripture because it helps us engage in the spiritual battles that we face mm-hmm. each and every day. And so it's intensely practical on multiple fronts. And making sure that we have that fully orbed view, I think, helps our boys look and go, oh, this is important to invest in because the, the payout is huge. Um, and so sort of tapping into, I think, maybe more reasons for why we should memorize scripture um, than just helping when we when we struggle. That's a good word. And, and Heather, as you were talking, I was just realizing that we have some listeners who maybe are not yet the parents of teenagers. Maybe their children are you know, six, seven years old. But what you just described takes perhaps years to accomplish because you're talking about this this young person's view of God, who they understand God to be. And that begins as soon as that child comes into being, right? And so I think for parents who want to be prepared for the teenage years, and they say, I would love it if my 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old memorizes scripture all the way through, I think you can do a lot even now to make sure that happens. Now, I'm curious, what would you say, Heather, for the parent who maybe is not in that spot where they they don't have a 13-year-old with all of that worked out yet, right? And they're and they're saying, I want my my 15-year-old to memorize scripture, but they're just not having it. They don't want anything to do with this. Um, because I've met so many parents who are in that boat, and they say, well, I believe in scripture memory, but my 16-year-old isn't doing this. And they feel like at that age, it's hard to really strong-arm a young man into doing something he doesn't want to do. And I have mixed feelings about that. But what are your thoughts uh, for for parents in that position where they want their young person to memorize, but it's just not gaining traction? Well, my heart goes out to you because I'm right there. Um, And so young, I, I think teenagers in general can be challenging because they are growing up. They're on the cusp of adulthood. They're wanting to make some of their own choices. They're wanting to own who they are. So some of this is just teenagers this age range in general. Um, but for our young men, like I've noticed, there's just been um, a pulling away from me, which is not bad, although I homeschool as well. And so sometimes it can cause some friction because <laughs> I'm also their primary educator. Um, and so we've had to work work through that. And so so I would say first and foremost, my heart goes out to you. And the first thing you need to do is you need to pray. You've got to pray and bathe this in prayer and give your kids to the Lord. So I regularly remind myself I cannot save my children. I cannot strong arm my children into the kingdom of God. I cannot strong arm my children into possessing um, the tools they need to walk out with life. But I do regularly go back to um, reminding them that their father and I are here to equip them. And we want to equip them to succeed in life. And we want to give them all the tools they need so they can be completely independent from us. And I had a pastor one time that said his goal with parenting was to raise children who were independent from them, but completely dependent on God. Mm. And that especially, I mean, that was really good in the teen and the little years where I'm like, okay, let's, we're working towards independence. But now in the teenage years, they crave that independence. And so reminding myself, like my husband and I go back to this 
as we course correct and adjust and, and figure out what we're doing with each of them. Um, but we also regularly communicate that to them and go and, and just go, look, this, these things are going to stick with you for the rest of your life. Developing this habit now um, is big. But then I'm not opposed to setting up rewards and, and something to aim at. So boys are competitive. Um, in general, most boys are very competitive. So giving them a goal can be huge. So we actually entered into this season of mem- Bible memory in the teenage years because we discovered scripture memory fellowship. And so in my homeschool group, someone was asking for resources for Bible memory and we had fallen out of the habit of doing Bible memory work again, cause we had no accountability. And, uh, and so someone pointed towards your ministry. And I looked and I saw that there was a camp and I have memories from my childhood of doing my Bible memory work and being able to earn the ability to go to camp. And I went to camp several summers and I loved it. And it was such, it, it had such a spiritual formative effect on my life that I was looking at that going, Oh, I would love that. Um, I have a few reservations and some concerns about camp type situations. So I remember calling and talking to your wife, Dakota, um, at length about what it, what was involved. But after our conversation, I was like, okay, this is it. And we actually jumped into your scripture memory challenge halfway through the year. Um, so we didn't have very long. We were in a season of unemployment. Um, my husband got laid off at the end of 2020 and, and so we had no money. And so I just sat my, my three boys down. I think at the time I had two teenage boys and a tween. And I said, look, we have this opportunity to go to this camp in Louisiana. Um, but your father and I, you know, we don't have the money to pay for this, but they've got a scholarship. And if you can memorize all of these verses and then do it cumulatively to a pastor, and they're looking at me like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, I don't know if we can do this, but hey, it's worth trying. And I showed them a video of what it would look like if we could finish this challenge. And they rose to the occasion. Now, they couldn't do it without my help. So I I sat there going, okay, what is it going to take to be able to do this? And I and I worked out just sort of the schedule they could highlight off um, when they had done things and building in review. But you know what? They did it. In four months, they did what, what we're given a year to do with a the scripture memory challenges that you do and we did it and they did it cumulatively. And oh my goodness, hearing these three boys of mine recite scripture over and over and over again to me was the most amazing thing ever. And, and so we did it. It, it was hard <laughs> and I had to build in a lot to keep them going. And so we came back from camp that year and they were, in love. They were like, we want to go back. That was so much fun. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's try to make this scripture memory journey easier for us next year. And let's bring in friends. And, and that's where, um, I think for teenagers, what do teenagers love? They love having friends. Um, their community is so, so very important. And so what I did is I surveyed our community and, and there were two families that we're in community with that have boys around the ages of mine. And, uh, and I, and I knew that they, um, 
we had done Bible memory with one of the families and the other one was just made for this. And so I approached them and I said, Hey, we want to do a scripture memory club. We would meet, I don't know, weekly, every other week. And the one family's like, we'll do it, but only if we meet twice a month. And, and I pulled together, um, a small community. And then we branched out from there and invited other people to come join us. And that was a huge game changer because now, um, they, they were memorizing with other people. And so I don't know if it was that or they just, they got in the habit enough. I am not actually as involved with keeping up with how they are doing as I was that first year. Um, but I think setting a goal, challenging them, our boys can rise to the occasion. And I just, I don't think we're challenging our boys enough and we're not giving them a sense of purpose and, and something to aim for. And when there's nothing to aim for, then they just sort of go for what's easy. What's the path of least resistance? What makes me laugh? And, and so we have a generation of especially young men who are just sort of looking for the easy way out or they're, they're looking to find purpose and identity in things like video games where they're able to engage in battles and battles that they can win. And so as parents, we have an opportunity. I think if we look at it and sort of tap into their battle mindset, we can look for ways to give them a sense of purpose and something to aim for and something to compete for. I, I think that can change the situation. Heather in our, Conversations leading up to this episode, as we talked about this community that the Lord has enabled you, used you to create, you're pretty top heavy with teenage boys. It's the majority is teenage boys within this community. And I know that poses its own challenge. We've heard you talk about, you know, some of the things that you can do, uh, you know, harnessing that competitive spirit, putting a goal, giving them challenge. But, uh, what's some of the other things that you find is helpful with teenage boys and getting them to memorize? Is there like a specific technique that you find, uh, a lot of the boys in the community that are embracing more than another? Well, um, no, I think it's been interesting because every year, especially at the beginning when we meet, so we, we are just starting our third year of scripture memory club. Maybe it's our second. No, this is our third year of Scripture Memory Club. And uh, and so I always ask, and periodically throughout the year, like, hey, everybody, share your tips. Um, and so, and everybody sort of has a different way of doing it, which I think is something important with the teenage years, is helping your teens tap into what helps them. And so I have, my three boys all have very different learning styles, um, very different approaches to life. And so I, even with just the three boys in my home, I would say they have different, um, different things they've done to, um, to enable them to do this. And, and so, and, and I was just working with one of my boys on a class. So it wasn't, uh, scripture memory related, but just going, okay, well, you need to own this. Like, how are you going to learn this material? Um, you're at the age, it was one of my older ones, where you need to figure out what helps you. And I can't tell you what's going to help you. I mean, I can give you ideas, um, but you really need to figure yourself out. And so sort of tapping into that, but it's helpful to hear what other people are doing. So I always love hearing the different teams um, share, share what they're doing. And that sort of, again, I think that positive peer influence helps spur one another on, which is what they're going to be doing for the rest of their life. Cause I don't know about you, but I am inspired by my peers. Um, when I talk to a fellow mother, um, who's busy, you know, either with 
working and mothering or homeschooling and mothering, um, like whatever it looks like, how do we squeeze in time with the Lord? How do we squeeze in Bible memory? I am always inspired by what other people are doing. And so helping our teens tap into that too, I, I think is helpful. And then building in those habits. So actually, I mean, as I say all that, I've added it to my kids to do list, which I know sounds like, oh, well, shouldn't they want to do it out of the wellspring of their heart? And and we do like there's so many things we want to do. But if we don't build it into our daily habits, it doesn't happen. And so, so finding that balance of, okay, what works for you? Okay, that works for you. Well, here, I, I want to see, I want a progress report by this point. I want a progress report by this point. Uh, cause we only meet on the, we do the first and the third and the fifth Sundays of the month are the times we meet, um, together communally. And so I need to be checking in periodically, especially the younger they are with how are they doing, um, so that they don't wait to cram on the last day, because that's never effective. Right. You know, uh, something you said uh, caused me to think about all the times that I've met with parents who seem to be looking for that day when their child memorizes, to use your words, out of the wellspring of their heart. But what's unfortunate is that in that sense, it's almost like we're holding children to this higher standard than we hold ourselves to, because let's be honest, most adults who memorize Scripture consistently are not always doing it out of the wellspring of their heart, but there's a certain degree to which, you know, we've put this on our to-do list as something that we choose to prioritize, but there are days when you're not feeling it, you know, and and yet I think, um, yeah, it would be so unfortunate if we said we're not going to hold our children accountable because we all need that accountability. Uh, I know our time is a little bit short, but Heather, could you also share with our listeners um, before we wrap this episode up a little bit more about your website and specifically your book, Nights in Training? I would love for our listeners to learn more about that and how they can get a copy. Yes. So, well, like I said earlier, I'm passionate about understanding our sons and learning to work with the way they're wired. And and so I wrote a book called Nights in Training, 10 Principles for Raising Honorable courageous and compassionate boys. And so it's it's a parenting book um, that springs from the historic code of chivalry and how that um, not only gave the knights of old a framework, um, an ideal to shoot for, but it also is just as relevant today with our own kids. And so boys, they long for adventure. They want to live a life of purpose. They want to know that they can make a difference in the world. And so for us as parents, when we can tap into that, even when they're young, it's not something that magically happens when they become men that they want to have purpose or in these teenage years. It's really like we see it from birth. Um, and so I even the principles that I talked about in my book, I started implementing them when my second was three, four. No, he was four years old. And even just seeing a four year old going, I want to use my muscles to help other people. And, and there's just there's something inside of a boy that wants to be a hero. And so when we can point them. So the first aspect of the code is to love the Lord, your God, with your heart, soul, mind and strength. And that gives the rest of the code. Um, that sets a trajectory for everything else. It's the why behind why you stand up against injustice, why you defend and protect the weak, why you defend the honor of women. We do all of this because of our love for the Lord and he gives us a sense of purpose and he gives us battles to fight and people to rescue. And, and so 
what I sought to do with the book was to help give parents sort of this idea of here's how to inspire our young men, um, whether they are three or whether they are 13 or 18, to live a life of purpose. Um, and so, yeah, so I go through each aspect of the historic code of chivalry, what it meant for the knights of old and why it's applicable today, and then how practical things we can do with our kids to inspire them in that pursuit. That's so good. Heather, you mentioned this at the top of the episode, but you said the verses that you memorized uh, years ago in your childhood, those are the verses that stick with you. And I think back to my own experience as well. It was the verses I memorized in my teenagers that I remember best of all. And, you know, when you're a teenager, especially perhaps a teenage boy, you have all of these people in your life who are saying, you know, the, the man that you're becoming now is the man that you'll be uh, in years to come. And I think we had a tendency, at least I did, to downplay that. But it's so true. And and it's hard maybe to get young men memorizing scripture, but it's it's of priceless value because that is the 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 melting pot or what's the term I'm looking for? That's that's where they're being shaped into the person they'll be for the rest of their lives. And if scripture memorization is part of that, then we can have great confidence, great faith that they will become uh, a man of God. And yet if you subtract scripture from that crucial time of their life, uh, what a danger we're introducing. And so I would encourage all of you out there, especially those of you with with teenagers and teenage boys, make scripture memorization a priority. Uh, again, check out uh, Knights in Training uh, on heatherhopped.com. You can get your copy. We'll also put a link in the show notes. And uh, Heather mentioned that Scripture Memory Camp was a key part of their journey. We're going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, you can learn more about how you can sign up for that. And just like a few years ago, there is that Scripture Memory Scholarship so that your family could come to camp for free by memorizing this year's theme verses. And uh, if you're thinking, what do I have my young man memorize? We have a set of verses we'd really like to encourage you to consider, and that is 14, 6, the way. This is a set of 84 gospel verses that will be life-changing for anyone, but we're uh, just especially excited to think of young teenage boys memorizing this. So again, that'll be in the show notes. Check out the show notes. There will be a lot there for you this time. Uh, and Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you to those who are listening, and we hope that you'll subscribe and join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.